Protege tu motor con el aceite Premium Sintec, formulado para minimizar la fricción, el calor y el desgaste de los vehículos de hoy. Llévate 5 cuartos de aceite 100% sintético Sintec y un filtro MicroGuard Select por tan solo $33.99. Aplican límites, detalles en la tienda. Sintec, de venta exclusiva en O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love, in every color, for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores, or visit us online at minkycouture.com. What is it, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Cage, your favorite day of the week. We are here tonight with a great episode for you. It is fight week, UFC 291, Poirier vs. Gaethje. We will be looking slightly ahead to that. Um, we'll have our preview show on Thursday with all of our picks to guide you through. We had a great weekend of picks, so we're trying to get hot. Um, first things first, brother, how are we doing? Happy to be here. Long day at work today. Things just... And just dysfunctional. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. But the golf course was good after. We got to let out some steam out there, smack some drives, try and get it 300. So, yeah, pretty average Monday overall. What about you? Great, brother. Great day. Can't complain. We're over here talking UFC. It's fight week. Can't get mad at it. Hell yeah. We have UFC 291 this weekend, but first – um, Tom Aspinall made his return versus Marcin Tibera. Did quick work in round one knockout. Um, just kind of how I saw him versus Blades before he went down with injury. Just like really good on the feet. Um, was winning every exchange and just looked really good. I mean, I, the injury didn't seem to be a factor. Obviously, obviously we didn't see him for long enough to know. But um, I mean, Marcin Tibera is a good test a heavyweight when we coming coming off a broken leg, broken ankle, foot, whatever he had. Um yeah, super impressed with Tom Aspinall definitely put himself back up there. Um what did you think? Hell yeah. I mean, I think it was the torn ACL that he was coming off of. So definitely probably kind of scary to trust that thing again. I think the announcers mentioned it when he threw that first kick. They're like, oh you see so you know how it feels may as well just test it out. Is being yeah. being biased as always towards the British fighters, but you can't hate it. I'm sure I'd be biased towards my guys as well if I was an announcer. But yeah, dude. I mean, Aspinall. I've been I've been on this dude since his first fight or one of his first fights in the UFC. Maybe not his first, but I'm I'm just a huge fan of the guy. I'm happy he's back. I think he's good on the mic. He's entertaining. His fight style is really entertaining. Hasn't gone out of the first round 
in a while. I don't have the exact number, but yeah. yeah. And I couldn't help but think. I texted it to you right after I even threw up a poll on our Instagram. I want to see him versus Sergey. But then you made a good point. Yeah. So I guess you just wait. He's earned it. Yeah, so that's that's the question we had. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is like um, it's obviously like a lot of recency bias. Um, like it's because when Sergey's last win, first round win, we're just like, oh, give him this shot now. Give him the shot next. Like, you know, so I think we kind of got to take a step back and look. Um, and again, like I'm not to say it wasn't recency bias with uh, Sergey. So like I'm not opposed to a Sergey versus Aspinall title eliminator. Um, I think it's a weird spot because I personally believe that John and Stipe both retire. Yeah, me so, too. So it could be a thing where they just fight each other. Um, but yeah, as far as like making them fight before that, if I'm both those guys, I don't. I don't because I bo- they both have a case for a title shot. You kind of wait and see. Um, I don't think any of – I don't want to say they don't want to – I think John Jones beats Aspinall and – um sergey but i just think that after the steep fight there's just not really a big fight um so yeah i mean i'm not opposed to either of them i would probably say sergey before aspinall he's just been a little bit more active and he's just been super dominant um one thing i was going to ask you that i seen someone mention was they're saying that they don't they're so they're it was talking about like john jones and steep retiring and they were like, if John Jones comes back and fights a kickboxer who couldn't grapple and had like 10, 10 MMA fights and then an old-ass Stipe, like, I'm not really impressed. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, I definitely get where they're coming from. I mean, you can make the argument. But at, at the same time, Cyril Gaon had made everyone else besides Francis look silly out there. And he made Francis And, he, and he's won two rounds against Francis. Yeah, but piecing him up until Francis yeah. decided to start wrestling. So while I get where they're coming from, because gone was pretty terrible on the ground. I mean, I think he put an extra 500 bucks on John after he saw that video of gone's grappling training in that clean white room, yeah. just not gritty at all. It looked yeah. very, it looked very French. You could say. Yeah. So I do get it. And Stipe, while he is old at those bigger weight, uh, the heavier weight classes, it's not as rare for older guys to still be elite. And at the top of, obviously he's not going to be at the top of his game. Yeah. But I think he's still a very tough fight for any heavyweight in the division just because his skill, technique, experience. Uh, yeah. He's going to be slower in there, older, probably a little worse chin than normal. So if John were to stick around and beat, Sergey or Aspinall or whoever else. I mean, it's probably going to be one of those two. That would solidify it even more. But I mean, he's already the goat even before he came back to heavyweight. So I don't really see why John would. Yeah, there's always just going to be questions like, oh, well, he has to beat this guy. He has to beat this guy. He has to beat this guy. So I think he beats Stipe. He's the heavyweight goat. Um, and then that's that. There's that. Um, yeah, but again, great performance by Tom Aspinall. Great to see a live crowd. Um, did you? Any other standouts that you liked on this card? Mm, there were a few. There were a few. In Molly McCants, she stuck out in a bad way. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I was seeing Twitter tearing her apart because 
Julija Stoliarenko, definitely messed that name up. Um, she was, before she got the arm bar, to, uh, someone posted on Twitter a picture of the sequence right before and after. They're yeah. saying there was no possible way that she could get that arm bar because the cage was blocking her from rolling over and securing it. And then Molly, I don't know, her just flops like a fish and flops herself into the perfect position for Julia to get the arm bar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty terrible, especially because Patty's a respectable grappler and they train together. So, I mean, obviously everyone in the same gym doesn't have the same skill sets, but you'd think she would have worked on it after she got crucifixed in her last fight, which is not an easy position for somebody to get. You have to be pretty superior to them in grappling. I'm surprised they don't give her better matchups. Oh, that goes one five in the UFC. I but it was I I when I studied the like I didn't even study the tape, bro. I just I looked at the fighting like the her style of fighting and the way she's won, and I'm like she's gonna submit her. If uh, I was really really a, locked in, I, if I was really really locked in, I would have took her by submission and fucking tripled my money. Bro, yeah, you. I was a little surprised when you texted me Stoliarenko just because I was looking at that one and five in the UFC. I was still yeah, kind of sure. living on the Molly hype a little bit, which was a big mistake on my part. So, yeah, props to you. You absolutely sniped that matchup. Put her as yeah. she was in your parlay and a straight play, or just no, a, <laughs> she wasn't in the parlay. Um, okay, okay. I had the straight plays. I hit Paul Craig plus one ninety, Daniel Marcos minus one forty. Lost on Yanel Ashmore's plus one twenty. Hit on mm. Stoliarenko plus two hundred, and then my plus three sixty parlay hit. I had Tom Aspinall money line. I had Wood versus Filio over two and a half rounds. I had Joel Alvarez, and I had Lerone Murphy. So hopefully we're getting hot, catching our stride this big weekend. We're going to lock in on the tape probably tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll be with y'all Thursday. Look for Watch our episode Thursday. Also, look look around socials for our picks. Bro, you're making me – dude, I'm, like, scared to fade you now. No, the Paul Craig is all you, though, bro. The Paul Craig is all you. Paul Craig, that one – that one felt good. I almost had by submission. I put a lot on the Paul Craig by submission for plus three something, which I I defied your logic, which is when he's already a big dog, just take the plus money. Don't get greedy. I got greedy. Ended up not making as much money on that fight as I should have. I mean, it was so close. He was messing him up in grappling just as I had predicted, but then he just decided to lay yeah. some elbows down instead of going for the submission because – Nunez was doing a pretty good job defending it. So yeah, really good card. Yeah, bro. The um, shout out to where is he? Johnny Parsons made his UFC debut, headlined the prelims. Him and Danny Roberts had a had a great fight. Honestly, there were a lot of fights that were bangers on this card, but that one stood out to me. He went through the fire, ended up dropping him, calls himself the Slugger Not. I like that nickname for sure. And, yeah, that was my main guy on the prelims. Leron Murphy keeps on going. Super crazy story for anyone who hasn't heard. He got shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Still might have part of the bullet in his head. I don't know. I might have just made that up, honestly. But, yeah, and uh, Davey Grant got robbed. I know you had Marcos. I know. But, oh. That was, was a just- tough one. that was a tough one for me to pick because – it was close. Davey Grant's fucking guy, bro. <laughs> bro, that's my guy. He's fucking always good. a dog. 
You uh, thought no, no, you thought no, no, no. you thought David Grant won it? It's hard for me to say because I I watched it and I had Marco, so I was like biased. So like I couldn't really judge yeah. it biasedly. So you think David Grant won? I'm in the same boat because I had Grant, but yeah, yeah, I did think David Grant won. My guy Rug, he had Marco's news. He, he thought David Grant won as well. So, shouts Roulette Rug. He's usually pretty good on the UFC bets as well. Um, was there anyone anyone else that stood out to you on this card, good or bad? Only the ones I said that made me money. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Barbarina, that was kind of an unfortunate fight. I think it had like three butts in it versus yeah. Mahmoud Muradov. I sprinkled a little bit on Barbarina as an underdog just because I when he gets in a barn burner, I like his odds. But Muradov yeah. did a good job staying, keeping the space, using his technique, not getting in that firefight which was tough for me. But yeah, dude, crowd's always electric, as you said. Did you hear Col- um, in an interview, Colby said that originally him and Leon were supposed to headline this card and it was supposed to be a pay-per-view. But I don't know if it's back when Leon was saying he didn't want to fight Colby or he just yeah. wasn't ready. They were going to go back to back or this was before they announced the Dustin win? Before they probably would have done, done it this week because so there yeah. was no title fight. Yeah, this probably would have just been 291, and then they wouldn't have had to do the BMF. I'm that, sure I'm sure we both got some thoughts on the BMF thing, how much they're saying it's a title fight. Yeah, our um I was never like I just think if we're gonna have the BMF belt, like I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Like, I like it, cool, whatever. But, like, if it's going to be a quote-unquote belt, not a real belt, but, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, so Masvidal won it. And then Usman beat Masvidal, so then Usman would have it. So then Leon would have it right now, correct? <laughs> yeah, te- Leon's the lineal BMF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I just think. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, we don't need a belt to know that what Dustin and Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje are like that doesn't cement. If, if whoever loses isn't fucking a dog, so that doesn't. I don't know. It's cool. It's just it's just cool, I guess, to add to it. But that doesn't change the, any way I'm watching the fight. Like that doesn't add mm-hmm. more. Oh, they're fighting for a belt. Like no, that's not. They're not fighting. I'm for just belt. as excited for the fight either way. It's just a yeah. great fight. And I Who's, wonder what Charles uh, is thinking. Charles is like. I, I should technically be the BMF because I freaking beat them both. Yeah. Uh, Who is your uh, – what's your early uh, lean for Dustin in that one? What you, before we just, – just a quick who you got. Yeah, just a little little dabble. I'm thinking Dustin. Just, is there anything that can happen between now and then that could change your mind or not? Um, the one thing that I think is in Gaethje's favor is that the fight is in Salt Lake City, which is high altitude. And Gaethje trains at Elevation in Colorado, so he's always training at that altitude or close to it, whereas Dustin trains at American Top Team in Florida. I think he said he did do part of his camp in altitude maybe, but I'm not even sure about that. So I think the altitude advantage will be with Gaethje, but Dustin's never had an issue with cardio, and in the later rounds, Dustin almost always just kind of gets better. He loves those dogfights. As does Gaethje, but I think it'll honestly go like somewhat similar to the last one. 
they'll both have big moments, but I think Dustin will outlast him and come out on top. Can we just like get rid of the rounds and just fucking like just let them fight? No time, <laughs> nothing. Shit. I wonder how long that would go. <laughs> that's that that's 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 definitely the move. Um going back to the Kobe and Leon, is that we can officially that's booked officially? Like they, it's the fights. I know we don't have a location. I know they're talking about Madison Square Garden with but it's they're officially agreed upon they're gonna fight. I I'd assume so. I haven't heard any uh okay. backlash from Leon. So if they do it, if they do it the same card as Jones and Stipe, that's fucking a great card. That's elite, bro. Did you hear Colby talking about how um, if him and John are on the press conference stage together, Colby is just going to go at him the whole time, just bring up all of John's On top of that, too. Yeah, on top of that, too. I forgot about that. That'd be that John might kill him. I was thinking the same, dude. I was thinking the same thing. Like, if Colby's just humiliating john like you can't yeah, you can't you're not sitting there and talk to me bro bro john's gonna like <laughs> that might be bad like it could get bad between them more than anyone else that's that's literally what i was thinking it's gonna be like some hamza kevin holland backstage stuff but john will just go over there by himself yeah they wouldn't even well they wouldn't be on the same side so that'd be that'd be okay but yeah that definitely need to fucking have them dudes face off <laughs> fact colby doesn't want that one bit do you like leon in that fight uh i think i think so i honestly i've kind of started to lose the love for colby more and more i still like him but i just i don't know i don't like how he's not himself i get that he had to do it but when he's putting on his bravado you can kind of see through it a little bit you can see that he's a pretty regular dude just like trying to do an acting job but you got to respect it because it's literally made in millions. Him and Usman aren't the fourth highest gate at MSG if he's not talking crazy in the press conference and doing all that. So, yeah, besides the personal who I want to win, I think Leon will win just because Colby is 35. Yeah. He hasn't really been active, and Leon just had a, a crash course in takedown defense fighting Usman for 10 rounds, basically. So... Yeah, I mean, Colby has a chance to wear him down, do his yeah. thing, but I kind of think Leon will be able to stay on the feet enough to have enough moments, make it kind of similar to his third fight with Usman. We got some um, – I don't know if you looked into this or not. Um, I just kind of sent it to you because I feel like you would have more info than me about it, but something about Chell Sonnen being on the call this weekend? I didn't even see it till I was out on the course, honestly, but he's going to be an analyst – just at the so table. Be like 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 Dan Thomas role, not even that like uh oh like a pre fight thing like Anthony Smith and oh, oh, uh, okay. those guys like after the fight so. after the prelims before the main card or if there's like a quick knockout and they have time to kill they'll yeah. go up to him so he'll still be good but oh at first I was thinking it might have been play by play man dude get hell on the play by play I knew you'd have something before me on that that's why I sent it to you. Yeah. Uh, last week, well, we, last week when we were here, we were talking about how the Abu Dhabi card was not booked, and we were saying like, as soon as we get off the air, there's gonna be some shit. <laughs> there exactly was. Um, UFC 294 and Abu Dhabi is booked. Charles versus Islam two. Hamza versus Costa. Um, Costa got pulled off a fight, and everyone was saying that it was gonna be Hamza. I like the matchup. Um, but first things first. Surprisingly, to some, I guess, because it was only came out of Charles's mouth that. He wasn't going to fight and be ready, but we finally get Islam a fight. Running it back basically the same uh, year from now. Um, 
what is your reaction to that? What did you think? Were you surprised by the announcement? And what do you like in the fight? I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with the announcement. I was scared that I was seeing in the on the internet underworld that there was a chance it was going to be Saryukian or Gamrot just because oh. there's like not really any other lightweights right now. But luckily for all of us, Charles was healthy enough to take the fight. It kind of scares me that he might not be 100%, but he might feel like he just kind of has to take it. There's a chance that the UFC was kind of backed into a corner because they almost had to make make it a Gamrod or Saryukian as the B-side on that. So they might have they told Charles, if you don't take this, you're not going to get a title shot next. You're going to get skipped over yeah. by either Volk or the winner of Poirier Gaethje or another lightweight that emerges. So I don't know, just a little conspiracy that maybe the UFC pressured like, Charles into taking. Like, I'm just tired of these dudes always saying they're hurt. Like, I like I don't know. Like, so he wasn't saying that versus Dariush. Yeah, I don't know if it was something that happened during the fight. I didn't really look into Charles's injury much at all, to be honest. I just kind of saying like he's just like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get it like misquote or say something wrong, but like no one ever said he was hurt or like how no one knows that, but him, I mean, obviously you might keep it a secret, but like, what is the injury? Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. I assumed like a broken hand or something. That's always what my mind goes to after yeah. a fight. But does. Okay. So obviously we know how the first fight went. Does seeing how Volk fought Islam change your opinion on this second fight? Or is it just Islam dominated him the first fight and dominate him again? I kind of think Islam's just going to dominate him again. The only kind of thing that I'm taking away from the Volk-Islam fight, because obviously Volk's just a different breed, and he had Craig Jones torturing him that whole training camp, putting putting him in all those terrible grappling positions so he could work out of it. He'd been through that fire with Ortega, so Volk was kind of perfect for that. But it could be a little bit of a, a the four-minute mile psychology thing, how back in the day a bunch of people would run 401 minute miles, 402 minute miles. And then as soon as one person broke it, everyone started breaking it. It was just kind of like a mental yeah. barrier. People thought that it wasn't possible. And now that people saw Volk withstand Islam's grappling and get on top of him and ground and pound him and fight off submissions, it might just be a little confidence thing. Yeah. Like, like when Mike Tyson That's lost for I'm the thinking. first time, I'm sure dudes That's weren't as thinking. scared to go in there. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. I just – I don't want to take too much. You can't, like, take too much from the Vulcan Islam fight because, like, Islam's already fought Charles. So it's not like, well, he fought him close. Charles can't, like, no, we've seen Islam not – Islam dominate. So that's mm -hmm. the hard part. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about me that, like, still, like, kind of wants to pick Charles. I don't know. Um, But, again, I was on Charles Heavy the first fight, so I guess that's just kind of – what I need to get off of, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely got to see Charles's mindset. I definitely don't like already that he was saying he's hurt and he wasn't going to be ready. So that changes a lot of things too. Um, I'm, I, I am glad we got this fight booked though. Um, I want to see Islam be a little bit more active. So hopefully he gets the winner of Dustin and Justin or, or Volk after this. Um, Hamza versus Costa. What do you like there? Hamza. I just, I don't know. I don't think Costa hot take. I don't really think he takes the sport as seriously as I don't other think that's top a hot take at all. Fighters. 
yeah, facts. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't think Costa puts the necessary work in. We've seen it when he cuts weight. We've seen it with his cardio in fights, not being able to get Luke Rockhold out of there, which I've said too many times already. That was just very showing to me because Rockhold looked very old and tired out there. Like he just didn't want to be there. He was like asking Costa to finish him. Pause. He was just asking Costa to TKO him. And it just, he couldn't. So I think Hamzat's going to run through him as long as Hamzat's not having any issues. So yeah, I'll be hammering. It's uh, it's funny that we have to wait all this time to see Hamzat again. And he's going to finish this dude in under five minutes. Yeah, and then we better it better be a quick turnaround after this. I am not trying to see Hamzat wait for almost a whole nother. Has it been close to a year at this point? His last fight was what? The Nate Diaz? The, yeah. That oh, was I September. That was September. September? Yeah, so it will have been more than a year. Yeah. That's crazy. And he finished him in the first round. Yeah. It. So who's his next guy after... After he beats Costa, who's the 85 guy for him? I mean, I was calling for Hamzat versus Cannoneer before they booked this one. It wasn't a very popular opinion, but I think that Cannoneer's a way better opponent for Costa, and it's going to tell us a lot more. Because if Hamzat runs through Costa, I'm still not... Obviously, we're already sold on him, but like that won't have me thinking, oh, he could beat Izzy. Yeah. Even if he runs, but so, say he were to run through Cannoneer, I would, I would be thinking a lot higher of him. So I think that was the fight to make. It might still be after, depending on what happens with DDP and Strickland and Izzy. But what do you, what do you got? No, I was just gonna say that I would have had a fight for a fight for Hamzat, but Driscus Duplessis is scared, <laughs> and he's not gonna fight Izzy. So now Sean Strickland has to fight Izzy. Because I was gonna say we can do Sean Strickland versus Hamzat, and then the winner fights the winner fights Izzy. But your boy DDP, after you came on this show and you vouched for him, and you stuck your neck out for him, pause, and you made an Instagram poll and you make TikToks and you had all them dudes <laughs> mad at me in the comments, and then he just comes out and says he's hurt because he's ducking smoke. That's crazy. That's all I'm gonna say is that's crazy. He yeah. didn't want any smoke. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. We we thought we were we're gonna have a, a couple of months where we can talk back and forth. We were gonna we were gonna bet on this. We were gonna I was gonna offer you to come on the show wearing an Izzy shirt. If Driscus won, I would have came on wearing a Driscus shirt. Can't even do all that now because your dude talks all this shit. And then what? And then what? You, so so you 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 tell me how you're feeling and you tell me what happened. Obviously, I was. I was pretty pissed when I saw the news. I just, yeah, I went out on a limb for this guy. I knew it wasn't going to be a popular pick at all. It was risky. It was a dumb pick. But just seeing, I don't know, dude, seeing him live in person at 290, we were coming right off of that. And, yeah, my emotions got the best of me. I'm still sticking by it, though, because after Izzy beats Strickland in September, he's going to call out Drikas. And then they're gonna run it no, in, no, we'll no, say no, 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 April. No. See, you had your chance. After he beats Strickland, I'm not calling him out. You had your shot, you blew it. The middleweight division's not like that though. There's not but that still, many bro, it's like 
I don't like you, so I'm not gonna give you the time of day. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you the like attention, the money of like fighting me because I'm the A side. So it's like I'm not. You had your chance. You beat Robert Whitaker. That was the deal. Like now, I'll fight Strickland, then I'll fight Hamza. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening, honestly. But what happens after that? I think DDP is still gonna be right there. I mean, he beat the he beat the number one contender, so he's. Kind of in a sugar position. Obviously, he's not that big of a draw. I'm just more upset with the guy because he lets you down. As a friend of yours, I'm upset that he lets you down. That's why I'm upset. That's, I didn't financially. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> I didn't financially invested yet. I could care less about the fight. The fight The fight with Sean Strickland is going to go the same way it would have went with, with Driscus. With Driscus. So, that doesn't, I'm just upset that you put your time and energy and effort into this guy and he just lets you down. That's not cool. As a friend, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Hey man, it, it's a brutal business. We're in, you know, more injuries than any other thing. I'm not even going to hold it against my guy. What if, what if he has a broken collarbone or something? You can't expect him to go out there and have a full camp. I want to see an injury video though. Like Umar Nurmagomedov, he was pretty smart. Had the video of him getting his shoulder dislocated. So no one was going to say he ducked Corey. Yeah. So yeah, let's get a little video, DDP. I want to see some. I want to see a sprained ankle or something at least. Yeah, we'll never know because he was just. But bottom line is he just. There's levels and he just wasn't ready. And I respect it. I understand it. Um, like I said, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at him at all for pulling out of the fight or having an injury. I'm just mad that he let you down. That's what. I, that's all I'm said about. I don't you like. I don't, I don't like seeing my friends get let down. We'll see. I could see Izzy still calling him out. What if he just really wants to kill the guy in the octagon, wants to make the first UFC death after Strickland, he calls him out. So you think it's Strickland for sure? Has to be, right? Yeah, I don't really know who else it would be because they're not giving Cannoneer another shot. Costas, Tom's otter booked. Fucking, oh, I think Bo Nichols top 10 already. It'll be uh It'll be entertaining, but he'll finish Strickland. Uh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm more excited for the buildup than I am the actual fight for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strickland's going to pull out some – he's going to expose Izzy a little bit. There's some <laughs> There's some clips on the internet of Izzy that aren't great that I already know Strickland's going to be showing and posting and stuff like that, but it doesn't matter. I think Izzy will probably still either knock him out or – Win a unanimous decision, fifty forty five. Yeah, I yeah, fifty forty five. Izzy, um, it's all we got for this week. I know we got a what the fuck of the week returning. Um, yeah, get on that, brother. Because I've been waiting to see this one. Oh yeah. Also, uh, for anyone that didn't hear, Umar Nurmagomedov did pull out of his main event with Corey. I know I grazed over it earlier. He dislocated his shoulder, and here we have our guy Connor. I actually want to ask. I want to ask you something about Connor after this talk a little tough, but yeah, here's our guy McGregor in the bar just being himself. It's <laughs> in front of like, Oh man. He just loves it. Hey, it's like he said, you see sequences. Yeah. He says other people see, they see people, they see doors, they see streets. I see sequences, combinations. <laughs> to get in and out he didn't, um, he didn't coach the dude he didn't coach the dude to a knockout and tough uh, he did he didn't coach um, him to, he said hold it yes 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 okay. and then you come back 
bro. Yes, did you load it up? You load it up. I can't tell if he really like cares about his fighters. I feel like he does from watching the show. He's been getting a really bad rap about everyone's been saying he's barely there, which kind of, but I mean, the show's been growing on me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty easy customer, I would say. Like, I just kind of like tough for what it is. Yeah. And once Connor's guy, uh, Lee Hammond, fought and lost in that last second or uh, last minute submission after he was winning the whole fight, that was pretty good to see Connor all heated. And yeah. I think that Brad Katona on Team Chandler, he trains at SPG Ireland regularly. Going to Connor's team? Yeah, there's no reason he shouldn't. They showed a little preview that they were going to make guys switch teams, but I was like, why wouldn't Katona just do it? Like, it makes all the sense in the world. Give yeah, Connor a reason to actually be invested again because it's obvious how much more like amped up he gets when his guys are going. Was the last fight staged? You, have you been hearing that? No, I haven't heard it. I just thought about it because in my head, I'm like, ah. But because like so. all the Chandler's guys win except the one seed. Yeah, I I remember they said though that they weren't really picking the seeds based off of who they thought was like the best. They were just trying to get matchups, so they were trying to do like psychology things. Yeah, but yeah, dude. I mean, it is a little fishy that it was the last one too. I wonder if. I wonder if that's actually the order that the fights. That's went what in. I was wondering uh, the whole time, but. After all the fights, they're like seven and zero. Yeah, yeah, like five and zero or whatever. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm wondering too. Though I like how I would, love, to, I would love to interview somebody that's been on tough and like really explain the process. I was thinking about hitting them all up after this. Yeah, I, it's probably better to just wait till it airs so they could talk about whatever though. Not yeah. don't have to worry about like uh, holding stuff in, and they probably like they might not even be able to go on too many shows yet. Like no, they, right can't do anything until, they can't do anything until it's over. That makes sense. Who knows if we even qualify, though? We might be too small where we could slip through the cracks, you know? Yeah. The ne- next thing you know, million views. Boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, uh, you see Trump did an interview with Matt Sarah, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's the UFC Unfiltered podcast. Trump put was, on there? Yeah, I was expecting it to just kind of be like a – like a political thing or whatever, but they didn't talk about politics once, which was pretty cool. They were just literally talking fights for 40 minutes, talking like old boxing mainly. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny to see Trump just like talking like how we're talking right now, literally just like yeah. giving takes for fights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, also a lot of people are saying there's no way Connor isn't on drugs just like most of the time when he's on camera. <laughs> <stuff like that. laughs> just like most of the time bro just like the way i don't know a lot of people they're like from a former person who's done that that's just how you act i can't say i always said i said that after the dustin fight when he was like tripping in the octagon and i was like bro this fool has like schizophrenia or something he's like (laughs) (sighs) they did a good job doing showing that in the documentary too he didn't check shit (laughs) Oh, that was so funny. There was no, there Connor, was no check. There was no check. He said it was on the oh. exchange. Anderson Silva. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Oh, God. There's never going to be another Connor. No, never. 
somebody that's that good at talking and was able to become a double champ and just has that exciting fight style. I mean, Sugar's like the closest thing we got right now, but he's, he has about half of it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Inside the octagon, he's as exciting, but he's nowhere near as funny. Yeah. Sorry, Shug. You're funny, but you're not as funny as Connor. Um, yes, sir. Oh, well, that's all I got for us today. We'll be locked in on a film for Thursday. I'm super mm-hmm. excited to uh, dig into this card, feeling confident in my plays now. So, you know, it's like it's like in basketball. See one fall, the next one's going to go in. So I'm ready. Be locked in. I'll have some picks for you guys. We'll do a full card breakdown. You got anything else before we leave, brother? No. Thank you, as always. Thank you all for listening, sticking it out with us. And I'll be seeing you real soon. Yes, sir. Everyone have a good night.